just have to accept that I'm tone deaf when it comes to my own voice, that I just cannot hit any notes that are playing in my ear or about me. Yeah. And it, I think it's very humiliating for my father, and I've been banned from participating in karaoke. It's very serious business. <laughs> Um, I've been uh, I've been given the green light to be a backup dancer, but, okay. but not a backup singer. <laughs> Thank you for being a fan. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Thank you for being a Hello, welcome to the special presentation of the Best Friends Fancast. This is Thank You For Being A Fan, where we have a one-on-one conversation with one of the BFFers and talk to them about how they became a fan of Allison and just what their whole deal is. Uh, I was lucky enough to talk with Shara P, who some of you may know from the Facebook group, but who is no longer on the Facebook group due to some reasons we might touch upon a little bit in our conversation. Uh, It was great. She is the best. But... Before that, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, The keen listener will notice I sound a little different than usual. It's because I am under the weather. Uh, Indeed, after a great three-year-long run, a great streak, I did finally catch COVID-19, and I am out of commission uh, right now. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. The song playing in the background is the Charlie Brown theme because, oh brother, and good grief. But in this case, it wasn't like Lucy pulled the football away. It was more like I got to kick the ball and I won the game and then was <laughs> injured and humiliated um, because I got to go head down to Southern California and see a bunch of the BFFs and hang out. And it was great. And then I started feeling sick about a day after I got back. So, um, you know what? A, a win, except I may have in this analogy also uh, hit Scott Marquez in the head with the ball also because he also tested positive uh, not to share your business too much but if that's my fault I feel terrible yeah oh, brother anyway uh, Lisa insisted I do my catch up for my trip to Portland <laughs> um, I feel like voice wise that's not going to be the best right now um, I will probably save that for later I, I, I gave it a shot I really did I was like this is uh this is not what the people want this is more it's a little bit more the mummy reciting a trip to portland than you probably want you know what i mean a little bit more croaky and dusty than uh, than people tend to appreciate anyway here is the conversation i had with shara up in washington state uh while i was on my trip to portland i took a little detour i went up to go actually visit um, where Becky had her, had her ashes scattered. Becky McClure, a fellow BFFer, passed away a few years ago. But due to just uh, the, the vicissitudes of life, um, I ended up with a flat tire uh, the morning I set out to leave on my rental car. So that sent me back overall about two hours. So I would not have time to get all the way up there and get back in time and then also met, meet with Shara. So I, I decided to just meet with Shara instead, which I think Becky would probably approve of. Also, I didn't know Shara uh, was also in, not to share too much of Shara's business, but that's uh, around where Shara lives also. So I, I you know, coincidences. Um, 
Anyway, here's the conversation I had with Shara uh, in slightly better times. It's actually been about three years since we've done like a thank you for being a fan. So happy to happy to bring it back a little bit. to a special presentation of the Best Friends Fancast. I am your co-host, Trice. Lisa's out. God knows what Lisa's doing. We don't, we don't have time. There's simply no time. Um, but we have a special guest. This is a, a travelogue. I'm like Anthony Bourdain, going to strange new places like Oregon and Washington, meeting various peoples from around the world. Um, ran into, by ran into, I mean arranged a meetup with uh, a fellow BFFer, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Shara, uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. How have you been? How are things? How are you? Uh, talk to the people. I'm so happy to meet you. I feel like an official online lurker because I do watch your social media all oh. the time, and um, I'm just so happy that you stopped by and we got to meet up. Yeah, it's been your beautiful, beautiful uh, Jeffrey Bezos adjacent home. Is very welcoming. You have an adorable dog, which is like a, like a stuffed animal of a dog who's very friendly, uh, boundaryless friendly, and, and but in a in an etiquette way. Not in a frat boy way. No, no, not in like a, a where's my hug at kind. Of, although actually, kind of. <laughs> That's absolutely what he did. That's absolutely what he did. Um, um, so, uh, so I did not realize you were on the show six and a half years ago. It's been a very long time. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so, uh, give people the elevator pitch on yourself. Who, who, who is Shara? I am a Las Vegas runaway. I grew up in Las Vegas. I moved to Washington for college and never left. But I can't say that I explored many other options. I just wanted out of the desert. Um, stayed here, worked many odd jobs, met my husband at one of those, settled down. We have three kids, three cats, one dog, and a nice living space. <laughs> I spend a lot of time listening um, to different podcasts. Uh, Trice and I were talking about how I've changed that recently, um, but a ton of music, and then I lurk online, and mostly take care of my kids, my family, try to get to Boise to see my sister as much as possible, and that's kind of it. And I play tennis. Yes. 
a good introduction. Uh, so you mentioned, oh, what was the odd job you said you met your husband? Well, that was a less odd job. I met my husband, he's an attorney, and I was hired as a paralegal by his former business partner, and we met there. But before that, growing up in Vegas, I worked many service jobs, I worked in casinos and hotels there, came here. I feel like a lot of people typically in college work waitressing jobs or service jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked very poorly as a barista for a short run. Sure. Because I'm not a morning person and I'm just full of hate at that time. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily want to be alive in the morning, so I could I can relate. Yeah. I, and it hasn't gotten better. People told me that it gets better as you get older and it has not. Hmm. Yeah, it's not gotten better for me either, I don't think. Yeah. Um other odd jobs. Um, and I worked at an indoor sports arena for a long time hmm. where they had indoor soccer, indoor roller hockey, and um, indoor lacrosse. And I worked there for a very long time. But it made lots of good friends. Oh, that's nice. And as a parent, it has come full circle because I've taken my kids there for indoor soccer lessons. Oh, cool. Which is very weird. Yeah, that like the actual same place. The one hundred percent the same oh. place, which oh. is weird. It is weird. Uh, the I'm gonna wait for that to. It's my espresso maker cleaning oh. itself. <laughs> I'll I'll give the espresso maker a second. It should be done in a minute. No, not an actual minute. That should be it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not the full sixty seconds. <laughs> Um, oh, so uh, just catching up on other stuff. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you guys do stuff? How was your, uh, what's been going on? Uh, so Thanksgiving is small for us because it's just the five of us. And even though I told myself that we were not going to have a typical Thanksgiving, um, we did. I was in the kitchen for 16 hours. Mm. My own fault. Um, I decided to make two pies for five people which is ridiculous. And I made all the sides and a turkey and tried to crank out some pasta dough, which I had to save for the next day because nobody could eat anymore. Yeah. Well, we, yes. we had enough food. Yeah. And also I smelled like food and I was done being in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but it, it was nice. It's nice to clear our table which is usually a laundry folding center mm -hmm. um as you can see and sit down and make our children tell us thank you <laughs> <laughs> and to express gratitude for the lives that they have i've never thought about that aspect of thanksgiving <laughs> where you get to force your kids to say thank you just to tell me you're thankful tell me all nice things about me and that you love me sure and then we'll move on <laughs> yeah it's um it's very interesting when you turn to someone and it's basically what do you like about all of the things i have given you <laughs> you know what i uh we were talking a little bit earlier about church a similar kind of vibe yeah <laughs> um but no i'm i'm grateful that it was small because i gave myself enough to do with just the five of us um 
I would not have been a gracious host to people outside of my immediate family mm-hmm. because my threshold for politeness when I'm freaking out in the kitchen is very low. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. How about you? What'd you do for Thanksgiving? Um, I'm not a big Thanksgiving person the last couple of years. Um, so very often my brother would host something, my, my eldest brother who is 12 years older than me, like him and his wife. Um, but he actually had a stroke about two years ago. Um, but even before that, I, I'd sort of, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about Thanksgiving, both, both, uh, food wise and the, the the background of the holiday the genocide was, of it all yeah there's yeah. A, a little bit of a problematic historical stuff going on but um it, mostly an excuse to see family so even if i wouldn't do like a thanksgiving thing i'd you know drop by and say hi to people and that kind of stuff and uh maybe take a plate of something home because it's it's rude not to or something um but yeah i i so this last year i did a not this last year this last Three weeks ago, actually, I did like a, fr- a friendsgiving thing, and it was kind of a potluck where a bunch of a bunch of us all brought something, and we all gathered together at somebody's house, which was nice. Um, gave me an excuse to stress out over macaroni and cheese. Um, <laughs> Homemade yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Well, I didn't make like the noodles or anything, but uh, I did not milk the cows or <laughs> process it. Mostly from scratch. Um, but yeah, it it was it came out well. Good reviews. The, the Tray was empty afterwards, so that's that's a, a good sign. Um, but yeah, it was it was again sort of all of these holidays to me are mostly about seeing people you want to see and hanging out, and it was it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it is nice to have an excuse to force people to get together, mm-hmm. especially as adults, because you get busy. Yeah, and then you find reasons why you don't go visit people because mm-hmm. of traffic or the parking is bad or. Yeah. Who else is there? Um, yeah, I have a few friends that before we had families, we would have friends giving together, mm-hmm. and I loved that part of it. Um, I'll have to bring it back. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a positive thing. I've, I don't think I've done a friendsgiving until a couple years ago, um, but it's it's yeah, it's just a fun excuse to see people. I should. I should learn how to cook more than like two things, um, but y- yeah, it is it is always a good time. Well, <laughs> there was there was one friendsgiving like maybe four years ago or something where um, <laughs> there there was a witch involved. It was a long oh. story. There was they they <laughs> people. Some people listening to this will know what I mean when I say it was like my book club friends. And they, there's, there's a lot of the, the, the uh, what do you call it? Like the degrees of separation. There's people who you don't know, but like you will, you will come across interesting people when some of those people get together because it's like this person who knows that person. And then you got, you got, uh, you end up with someone on your couch refusing to leave or something there was there was it was it's a uh, anyway it's a, it was an interesting time <laughs> i, I want to know more about the witch well, was she a good witch or a bad witch mm, mm, i don't want to say i don't want to judge this particular <laughs> witch she she was not a good she was not an active listener um hmm. <clears throat> so she had sort of the personality of someone who was like 
loosely on drugs, I will just say. <laughs> um, I think this it's fortunately slash unfortunately some of that is just her personality where she literally was sitting on like the couch in this person's house and like I don't think she stopped talking for more than thirty seconds over the course of like six hours. Oh. Like and was sort of um driving people out of the living room. Mm-hmm. Like not intentionally, but just like a sort of a, a um the, the the inverse of a black hole where her like her gravity was sort of pushing people away um and i, I ended up on this, this couch sitting next to this person talking to them for an extended period of time it was i have a certain amount of like um like a stockholm syndrome about it like i kind of miss her it was it was a weird it was a weird night it sounds like you got a good story out of it. It's uh, stories have been told many times about the uh, the Friendsgiving witch <laughs> of a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, so yeah. Um, one of the incidents was so there were some people like talking like on a little patio area, like next, like, got too far from the couch, just sort of around the corner and out the front door, about like you know what's up with this lady, what's going on, and then she she like. Uh, marches up to the window or something, or I forget if she stuck her head out the front door. She's like, by the way, uh, I know what you're all saying about me because I'm a witch and I can read all of your thoughts. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. That's, uh, yeah. So not like a, a true Wiccan witch, but a true... I think maybe also. I don't know her her credentials. I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah, I, can. I can't vouch for her... Being a witch in good standing, but certainly like a, a self-declared witch. I am interested about, um, like, what I can't remember what the phrase is. I'll have to email or text it to you some other time. But it's that's not like n- nature's witches, or I don't know if they're more granola witches mm-hmm. or what. But um, I have a friend who's into, that's her vibe. That's her thing. And she sent me a book, which I have yet to read, about her brand of being a witch, and, which I'm very into. Mm-hmm. Who do you think of the fan cast who would, who is most likely to be a witch? <laughs> Ooh. I think, I think there's more than one. Um, I want to say, uh, you know what? I'm going to settle, ooh, I'm going to settle on Joanna, who is very like, you know, in some ways, like seems like you know, buttoned up and a grown up and everything. I can picture her doing a ritual or something, like burning some sage or something. I don't know. Well, that's just good, good practice. Sure. <laughs> uh, Lisa obviously has obviously similar, Lisa goes obviously without saying. <laughs> goes without saying. Uh, Doctor Jen, I feel like more crunchy than witchy. Like I feel more about positive energy. It depends on what kind of witch you're talking about. I a guess good, a but, good witch. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I think those are those would be my top three culprits, witch wise. I yeah. throw I throw Lauren in there. Uh, just I, be just like a woodsy, maybe ooh, nymphish sort yeah, of. Yeah, if you're if you're getting into like the the, yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, I think less maybe less ritual type stuff, but more like. Being in tune with nature, that kind of stuff, I would definitely yeah. throw Lord in there. Yeah, like definitely standing in the forest barefoot and oh yeah, grounding energies Can't and things stop like that. Her, yeah. yeah, in the moonlight, charging her water. Sure. <laughs> 
Have you? Do you know about Moon Water? Um, I'm, maybe it's called Full Moon Water. I I am vaguely aware. I know there are people who do that with like crystals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just learned about this recently because there was a huge full moon here, mm. and um, saw many people had their mason jars of water out to charge in the moonlight. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, helpful if you're gonna make. Like tea also, I guess. Make some sun tea. Just leave it out there for the rest of the day. Um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure about the moon. I, I have I have concerns about bacteria and stuff. <laughs> like I feel like that could go wrong if you're not sealing and cleaning everything properly. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Most likely to be a witch. Votes yeah. cast. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna make like a Facebook group <laughs> posts like a poll like who among the BFFers do you think is most likely to be a witch? <laughs> do do do. Oh, so uh, what you mentioned uh, growing up in Nevada was it in like Las Vegas proper or uh, just around the state? Uh, it was uh, Las Vegas proper. I Las Vegas um, when I was there is a small town disguised as a big city mm. from probably kindergarten all the way through my senior year of high school i went to school with maybe 100 of the same people mm-hmm. with others mixed in now i mean, the real estate there has developed like crazy but i also left in 1999 which was feels like a century ago mm-hmm. um but yeah my parents were divorced when i was a toddler maybe very young mm. and and they lived on opposite ends of town and my mom moved around quite a bit and so we sort of lived everywhere with her mm-hmm. and our dad had a couple of homes for a better run of years and so we moved all over the city but growing up there it was a lot smaller and a lot easier to say that you had been in every part of Las Vegas than it is now. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot more townships or other cities that have grown around it. So it's a bigger place now, but yeah. Las Vegas proper definitely did all of the fear of uh, fear and loathing of Las Vegas things while I was there. It I I think so I I don't think I'd ever been to Vegas before like 2006 maybe. Um, when I think about, from my understanding of older Las Vegas, whether you're going back to like, you know, the 70s or whatever, even the 90s, it feels like a little bit more of a, a shadier kind of smaller place. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of shadiness. I feel like anywhere where there's that amount of consumption, greed, sexuality, everywhere, mm-hmm. um, just sort of advertised as the draw to get you there. Mm-hmm. There's tons of shadiness to be found, but there are also pockets of good, clean fun to be had. And sure, Blue Man Group, Carrot <laughs> Top. This is what you mean. Uh, well, no, the, I mean like there's a huge LDS population in yeah. Vegas, which growing up we would call them the Utah failures, and they sure. would come over. <laughs> I don't know if it was a, a like spread the gospel sort of thing but there is a surprising number of mormons in las vegas Mm. for the vibe that is las vegas for there to be mormons there i mean is weird climate wise like utah and nevada probably not that different so i can kind of see it just based on like we're gonna move you over one you know what i mean Yeah. yeah yeah very weird but um las vegas proper 
poorly behaved as a as a youth. Uh, Aren't hopefully most of us are. Because I, that's the time to get away with yeah, it. Yeah, I could have I could have done worse, but also kind of glad I didn't. But uh, yeah, it it depends how badly all that stuff goes is really like a a, a luck of the draw situation if you're around the wrong people at the wrong time, you know. Your life can go in a, a drastically different direction, so. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I know two things about you when you went to college is that one, you took organic chemistry because. And failed this, so hard. This came up in a TikTok conversation, and also you jumped out <laughs> some dude's window. Yes, I did. <laughs> These are the two things I know. Where did you go to school? How did how did how was freshman year? Freshman year was a Mr. Toad's wild ride. I feel like for everyone that was around me, um, I went to Seattle University, which is a small private Jesuit school. Hmm. All very weird choices from someone coming out of a very blue collar, non-religious family in Las Vegas. A change of pace, you could say. Yeah. Um, there was a podcast series, I want to say, maybe done by This American Life, about um, kids coming out of lower middle class or middle class families and going to college and being ill-prepared for the financial requirements for college. Mm-hmm. And I thought, where was this information when I was 17 and 18 years old? Yeah. Also... My sisters and I are the first generation in our family to go to university. Mm-hmm. So went to an out-of-state, small, private school. I had a small scholarship. It was not enough to pay for anything other than my books and my housing. So I was there for two years. I withdrew and ended up transferring to a local community college where I could actually afford to go to school. Mm -hmm. But then I left with like, I left Seattle University with like $40,000 in college Mm -hmm. debt, um, which I don't recommend at all. It's weird that we allow literal teenagers to take on tens of thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. It seems like a, a poorly thought out thing. It seems like there should be more people involved. To sort of step in and monitor that monitor that process. Yeah, there should definitely be a college finances and monetary requirements for every university that you're going to. When I came to when I was touring colleges, um, when I came to Washington, I absolutely fell in love because it was August. It was prime time. Washington's glory season. It's mm-hmm. the most beautiful place to be. And coming from the desert, I was like, oh, hell yes. Mm. I want to live here. I want to be a person in a kayak who's sure. in a lake and <laughs> looking at fish that actually, you know, aren't flown in from Hawaii. And non-sushi fish. Non-sushi fish. <laughs> Alive fish. Alive fish. Um, but I looked at a couple of different schools here in Washington, and I was really intimidated by the bigger schools, and that's how I ended up at a small private school. Mm-hmm. Bad fit. Everybody who I met and was spent my time with there came out of a religious private school. Mm-hmm. Vibes were totally off. I would imagine, yeah. I um, And I, I don't know if I could have been 
more comparatively feral. um, Like at that point, I had been on my own for years, just not having a great family life, Mm -hmm. um, but had definitely been partaking in all that the Las Vegas Strip had to offer, which I feel like all of the kinds of trouble that my friends and I got into when we were 16, 17, 18, people usually save for when they're like 22 to Mm -hmm. 25. And so I went to college and just sort of blew the doors off of introducing everybody to how to party Vegas style. (laughs) Cool. And then I left. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) grand opening, grand closing kind of situation. Yeah. 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 And um, I often look back and I sort of cringe at some of, I think, all of us as people getting older, you have to cringe at the things that you did as a person. I do not cringe as much about my teenage years Mm. with my friends in Las Vegas as I do about the two years I spent at Seattle U. Um, Sort of bringing all of those people to the dark side. (laughs) I, in life in general, I find most of my cringing is like in my 20s and not like my teens or childhood or anything like that. I feel like in your 20s, you kind of are put in these situations where, like, you should know better. <laughs> like, you should have known better, but you made... Uh, but you didn't. This is a short version. And I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of... There was definitely a lot of... When I think of my teens, I think of, like, oh, someone should have helped that kid. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. Or uh, lacked supervision. Or lacked uh, people who understood him. Um, and it's sort of a... I have a certain amount of sympathy for my younger self, but in my twenties, it's it's a little bit a little bit more mortifying. Like oh yeah, yeah. And there's I think just in your twenties, there's more self awareness mm. for you to be horrified by like as you said, oh I knew better, and I still proceeded to fuck around and find out. Yeah, and it's awful. It I mean it haunts me. There are so many things, th- i.e. jumping out of somebody's window. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how did this go okay? Did you land all right successfully? Was this like a... You know, I compare it to um, when drunk drivers are involved in car accidents. The drunk driver is less injured than the person that they hit in another vehicle. Sure. Had I been sober, I think I would have been very injured. Right. (laughs) But because I was loosey-goosey and fancy-free. Sure. You had... Your your muscles were completely relaxed. You just yeah. ragdolled out the window. Yeah, I did not tense up on impact. If you've ever seen Octopus Dad, that game. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, what's your your current sort of Allison listening situation? So I know you mentioned you had to take a break, um, like with the passing of Allison's dad. Yeah, so I guess to fill people in, I... I have a sister who's a year older than me who um, was diagnosed with a terminal illness around the same time that Allison's dad took a turn for worse. Um, And I feel like one thread that I have in common with Allison or I think I have in common with Allison is that I am also a very empathetic person and she is. And anytime I would hear about anything happening with her dad, I would immediately start crying. And I had enough of my own crying to do. Mm -hmm. And then I was 
still a, a childish fan, but then that talk also carried over yeah. to that podcast, and so I had to drop it off. Um, these days, I feel absolutely mid-40s in saying this. Like, I have turned to, like, nature podcasts. I was going to joke bird watching Yes, podcasts. yes. I was just telling Trice about my love for my bird feeder. Um, so there is a, um, a couple of nature podcasts by CBC or BBC Radio that I listen to now. Um, I listen to a couple of self-help podcasts. I did not have a great mom growing up. Um, and I started listening to this podcast that was sort of born out of this book called Mother Hunger hmm. for women, I guess, people in general who did not grow up with a mom or a mothering figure. And then you get into the rest of your life and especially when you have a family of your own it's a whole lot of what the fuck am i doing mm -hmm. and um so i've been listening to the podcast that came out of that book um mostly because my sister who um is ill we parented each other mm. a lot <sighs> i'm not gonna cry <laughs> And I have maybe two years with her. And I'm so scared about the rest of my life. <laughs> and so I'm just trying to find things to prepare me mm -hmm. for what my life without her is going to to be um so i'm sort of in the denial phase um my therapist calls it active grieving i'm actively grieving even though my sister is still alive and she's doing okay and she's in maintenance treatment right now I am still actively in the phases of grieving and um, for a while I was consuming a lot of content about that mm. and my therapist told me that it's okay to turn away from that mm -hmm. because it's so present in my life right now and just acknowledge that I'm vacillating between the anger phase and the denial phase and then when I need to move on and learn about more and I guess in incorporate another phase into my life maybe I'll you know what else do we have we have denial anger acceptance um, I don't know that I'll how do you ever get into acceptance uh. Yeah, I don't. Luckily, I've not had any deaths, and like, I was gonna say, luckily, I've not had any deaths. In I'm, the I'm here to family, bring the vibe up, okay. except like my dad, but that doesn't count. Um, oh no, no, Trace. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we did not have a, a close relationship. It's it's a it's a whole other. It's it's a that's its whole own thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's. 
Yeah, I don't know. Acceptance has to be kind of a long-term goal and not something that... It has to come when it comes, I think. I mean, you can work toward it, but it's it's. I don't think it's a... That's very much the... the the, the I don't know. I, I don't think... I think of that as something that's almost kind of cumulative after a long period of feeling feelings and um, mm. showing up to places and talking to other people and keeping in touch with family and, you know, even... Yeah, it's it's... I think you can get to a place, um, anyone, not anyone, most people can get to a place where they can sort of acknowledge the reality of that situation, that someone who used to be here isn't here anymore, but it's not, um, I think everyone probably wants to take, get to that as soon as possible, but I just don't think that's how it works. I had a very close friend die when we were 17 years old, and with his death, I don't know how we got, our friend group got to acceptance, but I still think of him in different phases of my life. Mm -hmm. I thought of him in college. I thought of him when I got married and how I would have loved for him to be there. When I had kids, when we bought our first house. Um, And I'm not sure if it's because that happened where I guess chemically your brain is so different at 17 years old that I was able to get to acceptance Mm -hmm. but I had a friend die five years ago um, and uh, I don't know if I'm to acceptance of her death but when I lose my sister it will absolutely be unacceptable. And I think that it'll feel that way for the rest of our lives. Um, And that's how I want it to be, because it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable that we, we have to part ways before you're supposed to. Mm. Um, Yeah, follow me for more good time vibes. Sure. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but if, I mean, if you have any good time vibes, recommendations, send them my way. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Yes, you mentioned this. Which I, I, I miss because I love lurking on the fan cast comments. I loved um, seeing everybody there, but I have a mentally ill parent who I need to keep space from mm. for my own health and well-being. And... Um, you know, older people learning about technology and creating fake accounts and lurking mm. is is a real thing. And so taking my fa- myself off of Facebook was one of those boundaries that I had to had to put in place. Yeah. Um, no, so I miss I miss indulging in that. I do listen to the fan cast occasionally. I can't say that I'm caught up. Um well, but, neither are we. We're like <laughs> two weeks behind with an episode right now. So it's a, it's been the, you know, you know. I do um, sort of an insane thing and do like podcast 
sort of Russian roulette and just sort of if I'm going for a walk with Bear or if I'm exercising or cleaning my house, I just sort of open my app and whatever is up is what I listen to for that time being. Um, so I do catch episodes here and there, but I can't say that they're in chronological order or mm-hmm. anything. Certain parts of my life are just fucking chaos right now, and well, I think that's my I podcast mean, episodes. I think you need to get it together. I think <laughs> you need to stop making excuses and listen to more of our podcast. <laughs> Which I should. I should. I, I um, Instagram and or TikTok stalk so many of you. It's embarrassing. Good. But I, there are so many delightful things um, that I like seeing about all of the friends whom I do follow, um, that I just sort of indulge in it. I've become a lurker. My children have told me I'm a lurker. Eh, there's worse things to be. Exactly. It's also, you are very welcome. I will speak for Lisa. If you were ever in Southern California, you're welcome to Lisa's home <laughs> and the contents of her fridge. <laughs> Sleep on her couch, whatever. You hear that, Lisa? I'm coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think... So it's... it's uh, The... the Fan cast, not just the fan cast people, but the the BFFers in general, the people in the Facebook group, um, all, all of them. It's just a great group of people, and it's um, it's it's been like genuinely like a privilege to know some of them and, and become friends with them. So it's you've picked a good group of people to work on. Yeah, totally. I have to say, um, having uh, get together FOMO has been fun. I like seeing the interactions between everybody and knowing that you guys get together and you record together and you have such i mean it's it's delightful to just outside looking in the the quirks the ups the downs i enjoy it it's it's very fun we are i'm going to be seeing a bunch of them on this second whichever saturday that is or friday before or whatever we're doing the, the like a bff christmas dinner thing Oh. So yeah, it'll be uh, Lauren and Rafi are coming in from Pennsylvania, so it'll be, it'll be nice. Lauren and Rafi, they're so cute. They are adorable. They're, yes, yeah. It's I don't. It's it makes it makes me happy to know these people. I will edit all of this out. <laughs> this, but don't you dare. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. If you know if we're doing the Thanksgiving thing, it's I am I am. I suppose I will have to admit that I'm I am uh, very grateful, thankful to have met you know all those people. I like it. Yeah, it's a good look on all of you. No. Oh. All right. Uh, how much more time do we have? Get a little more time. Um, oh, okay. So speaking of podcasts, general things. So Allison has started doing this segment on our podcast, which is a um, product podcast pals product picks, which is basically her way of asking people like what kind of things that are they into lately what are what products are they using what do they like um generally as a way of like to direct traffic to like her amazon affiliate link or whatever Mm -hmm. but also in general well what if what have you been liking lately whether it's uh, podcasts or music or uh, products what what would you either recommend to people or have you been personally enjoying recently um, 
Gosh, I could take this so many different ways because I have three children. My son is currently obsessed with soccer, so we have all of these soccer accoutrements in our yard. Um, my husband is an avid skier, and he's a December baby, and so this time of year, I'm always seeking out ski or snow-related gifts for him that I won't describe because he's in the kitchen. Sure. Um, <laughs> And my daughters are in their Swifty era, and their holiday lists are just Taylor Swift swag. Hmm. Um, I am a lady of a certain age, and I'm always looking for skincare recommendations. I can't say um, that all of them are screaming success. There's a lot of sticky products out there for some reason. I feel like most of that stuff is fake. It's yeah. not, it's not, I cannot speak from experience, but I feel like 50 to 82% of skincare is fake. Um, I can see you there. I am very much a lotion person. Um, I think that to Filipino people, being ashy is very embarrassing. Um, There's a similar thing, yes. <laughs> um, I, so I buy a lot of lotion. Um, but yeah, skincare products. But I'm not uh, like a 17-step skincare mm. person. I have three young kids and they have conflicting sports schedules yeah. and I'm just trying to age gracefully and not have chapped lips and then other than that uh, I mean I don't have any real interests that are my own <laughs> this time of year what, what podcasts have you been enjoying lately um gosh um if you've had time to listen to it. Yeah, I will say I'm a terrible sleeper. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a very dull and tangential sleep podcast I listen to. Sometimes when I can't fall asleep or if I wake up in the middle of the night called Sleep With Me. Mm -hmm. um, I also listen to Phoebe Reads a Mystery, um, which is Phoebe from her... Uh, criminal. From Criminal, yeah. Um and I just find her voice very soothing and I enjoy all of the stories that she reads and it is a little bit weird because I don't listen to podcasts sequentially so they pick up just wherever they are but I enjoy her voice I enjoy the stories that she chooses so those are the two and then Into the Wild I have been listening to which is a nature's podcast because I'm a weird old person who lives in the northwest now what is Into the Wild? it is a BBC production and I wish I could remember the host's name but he basically goes every episode he goes through and features um, a, an animal in the wild that he's highlighting their habitat or um just their life in general. Recently, they had an episode about um, the North Cascades Wolverine Project, mm. which is actually just east of here, where they're trying to track um, and get a count on how many wolverines there are in the Cascades mountain range. And so I've been very into that. Yeah. I'm a very exciting person. Uh, you know what? I, I like... Hmm. Yeah, I've never, I've never listened to any nature stuff like in an audio form. Well, there's an episode of Criminal, which is about uh, some sort of 
like tagging different kinds of wolves, or maybe it was actually I think this is love, the, which is like her oh, side. Yes, the the rise of wolf eight. Yes, I have yeah. I have a wolf tattoo. I love oh. wolves. I've been obsessed with wolves. I've been I have always admired that they're a, a matriarchal structure. I love how they treat their young and they're sick and they're old in the pack. I mean, I could talk to you about this for an insane amount of time. Love wolves. Huge fan of wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, um, there are two books that the man who was interviewed on that episode, um, he authored two books. One is like The Rise of Wolf 8, and then there's one about Wolf 10. Highly recommend. Okay. A good recommendation. A good recommendation. Thank you for saying that, even if it's terrible. <laughs> uh, well, I, I can't, I cannot, it's probably not terrible. It's probably not like a racist rant about these wolves. It's not like, a racist rant. <laughs> let me tell you what's really going on in Israel because of these wolves. It's like, oh God. Uh, okay. I think we are going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me into your lovely home. Me, a complete stranger. Not a complete microphone. stranger. Uh, not a stranger. Well. Uh, you know, some guy, some guy from some podcast and from social, you know, mostly from TikTok videos that I, we send each other. But also, oh, uh, you know, I, I, when meeting people uh, amongst the various BFF people, it's, you get a sense very quickly of, oh, these are a similar kind of, uh, a similar kind of good spirit, maybe. And as soon as, so, uh, we were exchanging, exchanging text messages and you called me because you had like your contacts in and it was like, this is going to be easier for me to talk than for me to read my phone right now. And from like the, the minute I heard your voice, I was like, oh, she, she's good people. She's one of the BFFers. I, you, I hope someday soon you can come and be around and again, inviting you on Lisa's behalf to her home. Uh, whether or not she's there, you just want to hang out or something. I, yeah. I feel like she'd probably be okay with that. Lisa, um, tell me where the Haida Key is. <laughs> Yeah, and I, 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 you certainly feel to me like part of the group, even if you're not actively engaging. And uh, you, you, you're one of us, I think, whether or not you know it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm an active lurker. Yeah. I'm here to creep you out. <laughs> well, you've <laughs> failed so far. <laughs> keep up. Keep, keep at it. See, <laughs> see what you can do. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to get going because I have to drive through terrible traffic soon. Yes. Oh, is there anywhere? Is there any way people can find you? Not Facebook, but other places if you want to. Um, if you want to request me on Instagram, God, I don't even know. I think my Instagram is Shara P Rocks. R O X S H E R A P R O X. As long as you're not my mother, I'll follow you back. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Gonna get a friend request from not your mother. <laughs> Um, and my daughters and I, uh, we share a TikTok account, Party of Five. So just be careful what you send there because there are also two 13-year-olds checking that account. <laughs> right now there's a lot of uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on our, what is it called? For You oh, stream oof. or whatever that is. Sure. But yeah, I think on there were Party of Five. But yeah, other than that, I'm just lurking in the background and um, searching up your handles sure. <laughs> to see what you're doing and actively stalking Whitney's babies. I love babies. 
any baby. You want to send me a baby picture? I'll watch. I'll watch all your baby pictures. I'll do it. I'm not scared. It's a very brave stance of you. <laughs> very brave pro baby stance. <laughs> Can I ask? So, the did you end up seeing the Taylor Swift movie, or did you get to catch her in concert when she was around here? Yeah. So I took our girls to see Taylor Swift here. Um, and I have photos of and videos. I, I feel like I just went as a chaperone. I mean, I like some, but not all of her music. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically went to see their reactions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely worth it. Yeah. Um, heartwarming. I cried because they were crying. Um, it was nice to have a moment of elation um and just their first concert experience mm-hmm. they dressed up they made friendship bracelets mm. they scream sang the entire time <laughs> they did not sit down um and then i did go with them to see the movie which is just the concert all over sure. again um and i pretty much did the same thing i kind of watched the movie but i mostly watched them emote and react to taylor swift um I just remember feeling that way about certain music growing up. Big um, early 90s hip-hop fan here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, I mean, it's a totally different vibe, Taylor Swift versus 90s hip-hop. <laughs> but it's, it's nice seeing them so passionate and engaged about something. But, um, yeah. And if you went to the concert, you don't need to go see the movie. But that is not stopping any of the Swifties from that doing either. Has, yeah, I was going to say, I think there's actually a fairly big overlap. I feel like <laughs> 90% of the people who went to the concert probably checked out the movie at some point. Yeah. Have you? How about you? Did you see the movie? I have done neither. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a mo- I, I appreciate Taylor Swift from a distance, but also it's like not exactly for me. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. I I listen to it because I drive my kids everywhere, mm-hmm. and they have her on their record players and in their bedroom and on the TV. So I do get inundated with a lot of Taylor Swift. But I think that it is great for them. I mean, she's our Madonna, but less sexual, I guess. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's funny because it's like actually like more relationship gossip and more of that stuff, even though it's less overtly sexual. Yeah. Like you know more about people she's hooked up with and been with, but also not like, you know, explicitly talking about sex or being naked all the time. So Yeah. I don't equate her to our generation's Janet Jackson, though. I feel like I love Janet Jackson too much to mm. draw her into the mix. Well, also Janet Jackson can dance. So exactly. <laughs> if you are of the Janet Jackson era, if you did not VHS record her music videos and try to learn that choreography, you really missed out on a certain stage of life. It was fantastic. Highly recommend. Hmm. Learn some Janet Jackson choreography. Listen, uh, <laughs> I if oof, if I ever get around, oh, that's a tough one. Do I try to learn how to sing or try, try to learn how to dance? Which one is more embarrassing? Which one is more humiliating? Um, I'll figure it out at some point. Um, okay, enough. I need to leave. Uh, okay. Again, thank you, Shara, for being on. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, etc. Please. <laughs>
No, if I come back, I will, I'll cry less next time. Hopefully, you do do what you got to do. <laughs> we're all we're all just figuring it out. Life, it's part of life, and then sometimes you just have a normal reaction to a bad circumstance, and that's also part of life. Thank you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming over. Oh, please, thank you for inviting. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stand up. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? <laughs> <laughs> 